Good afternoon, and welcome to Night Talk. I'm Joe Murphy, and I'm joined for the Saskatoon show by what is going to be eventually, I think, a cast of thousands. Thousands, the, Joseph, thousands. The most people we've had in the studio and physically in the building in a long time. But uh, let us begin, as we always do, with our prayer to St. Michael. In the name, in the name of, of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Spirit. Amen. St. Michael, the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Michael. Yes, Joseph, something we haven't done for, I think, about two years. I don't think we did it last year, but we used to do, one of our shows was about pet peeves. Yeah. And we all have them. You know, we all we, have we, them, and we, we had fun with the show. Yeah, we yeah. did. And, and, you know, some of them are, um, are, are based on our religion. You know, I mean, we, 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 I'm an usher, you know, at St. Joseph's, so I have some pet peeves about people coming into church. And, you know, the real simple ones, um, proper attire to come into our Lord. And I'm not saying you have to wear a coat and tie. Women don't have to wear, you know, an evening gown. But to show some respect to our Lord when you come to Mass. You know, uh, holy T-shirts that aren't holy H-O-L-Y, but, you know, actually yeah, have yeah, holes yeah, in well, them. Cut off shorts, you know, with the, um, you know, the fringes, you know, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, that, yeah, that kind of stuff. But you can come in neat and respectable yeah, for our you're Lord. You're coming into our Lord's yeah. house. Another one that's, you know, the simple ones. Father just distributed Holy Communion. We just received our Lord, and we run out of that church like a bat out of heck. You know, I mean, why do we do that? Uh, those are those are some real easy pet peeves. I mean, you know, we we, we all seen it. Um, there's no respect, not just for the priest, but who he represents. He represents our Lord, and and we run out before we let him have a chance yeah, to in, exit the church. In person mm-hmm. of Christi, yes. in the person of Christ. Yes. And, and, and I don't know why we're such a hurry. And what really gets me is you see these people that run out, and they get out to their car. And by the time that they're in their car, everybody else is coming out. They don't get out any earlier. No, you know, you really traffic. don't, because now you can't drive because all the people are in the parking lot. So you're in your car. You got there 35 seconds earlier. Yeah. You showed disrespect <laughs> yeah. to the priest, and you're sitting in your car thinking, hmm, how am I going to get out of here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but as soon as you get out of the highway, you know, you're, you're going... You know, super fast, and where are you going? Probably out for brunch. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, you know, and it's the same thing. We, I live in a development. You know, I live over in Brighton Place, and and we have a 15 mile an hour speed limit. Yep. Well, the whole Brighton Place community, if you come in the main gate and go all the way back, because we're in the back end of it. Yeah, I know where you're. It, you're at. It, it, it takes you if you're riding in a car at 15 miles an hour. It takes you about 20 seconds to get there. People try to go through at 50 miles an hour. Mm. Now, I don't know what you're trying to do to save that eight seconds. I honestly don't know <laughs> what, what is so important that you're going to get out of that. You know, what, what are those eight seconds going to do for you? Well, so those maybe, are some of the things. Maybe they need to turn that around in, in the reverse of everybody rushing out of the church. My pet peeve, one of them, is go to, especially like Christmas and Easter and some of the more crowded masses, mm-hmm. You're there early because you know you're going to have to sit for a while and everything. 
and then at the last minute, somebody comes in, walks down the aisle, expecting to have a seat down front. Yes. Now, it's like, why didn't you come 10, 15 minutes ago? I know. It, it, that's something that's true. <coughs> <They're all coughs> excuse me. Something that bothered me just this past week. Uh, we celebrated Mass on Thursday. Yep. Last week with uh, with Bishop Senior, you yes. know, he came. Yeah, he, he came he to was our parish. Your visit to the parish and, the and it Dino. really and I and I I felt sad in 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 regard to Father Rosman and and all the priests of the deanery. Yes, because we had a really poor turnout. It really was poor. And and uh, Alexis and I, when I was going, I knew I was going to have to usher. So I told Alexis, I said, "Well, let's get there by six because I said I would assume that with the all the churches involved in the deanery, it's going to be packed. You would and think I said, so. Yeah, yes, and I said, think. I'd like you to be able to get in there, get a seat, because I said, I'll probably end up standing, because it should be standing room only. This is an opportunity to meet the shepherd, the new shepherd of our diocese. And it was so uncrowded that you could pick a seat anywhere you wanted to. That's a shame. It really was. Right. And uh, and that's a, that's also like a pet peeve. Yeah, sure, you know, sure. If, if you have a... a, a, a a brand new shepherd, uh, the, the individual who's going to be leading us in our prayerful existence, and we don't have the respect to come and see him for the first time. You know? And you know what I think a lot of it has to do with? It was COVID, okay? Because when COVID started, we all started doing, all the parishes, I say we all, and even here at the radio station, we started streaming before where we didn't do it, whether it was audio or audio video. and. People have come to rely on that. Well, I don't have to go down to physically go to the church. I can sit here on my couch with a cup of coffee and and watch the Mass. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not the same thing. If you were sick mm. or in the hospital or physically couldn't get out of your house, that I can understand. That's what the streaming's for. We need to fill our pews back up. We truly, truly do need to fill our pews back up. I don't know what's the matter with you. We're all church going God fear and you know Catholics are supposed to be. How about we start filling our churches back up? COVID's done. You're you know? so right, Joseph. Yeah. You really yes. are. I mean you got it right on the nail on the head. I mean the the thing that you're that we're also looking at is is that when you're together in a group, remember when Jesus said there's three right. or more in my name. Yep. He is mm -hmm. there. I think there's just like the nights when we have a meeting, there's a fraternity, a brotherhood. And it's the same thing at Mass. It's a brotherhood and sisterhood of Christians being together and, and, and being with our Lord. Um, I know I told you this before, I had a friend, Roger Blair, um, that I was in the service with. And Roger really didn't care about being a Catholic or a Christian or a Buddhist or Jewish. He believed in being with people and celebrating God. And he used to go to the Jewish services. He would go to mass with me. He would go to whoever the minister was that was preaching because he always felt that with that many people around him, he felt the presence of God. But he Amen. didn't, he didn't believe you in, you know, like the way that we believed in Jesus. He just wanted to feel the presence of God. And he said it seemed to him that when he was surrounded by people, that were there for thinking of God, he felt the presence of God. And I mean, I, I'm not saying he was right or wrong. I mean, I wish he would have been mm -hmm. Catholic and that would have been great. Sure. You know? But the bottom line is he saw the advantages of the community coming together. 
And that's what our mass is about, getting everyone together. Yeah, not to get away from our pet peeves that we're talking about with the church, but on the highways and byways of central Pennsylvania, okay, nothing drives me crazier than to look in my rearview mirror. There's a car on my bumper so close that I can't see his headlights, yes. okay? <laughs> if I have to lock up the brakes, you're going to be in my trunk. And once this is all settled and they put the cars on the jerry down and pull it away, Trust me, you better have a good lawyer because I do. I do. (laughs) There's no need for this. You can't do it at that kind of speed on these kind of highways today. If you were three or four lanes wide, yeah, like out Los Angeles, you could do that. But even then, they get crazy. So be careful out there, people, please. I know everybody thinks they're Mario Andretti. Yes. And they're not. Our reflexes are nowhere near. I mean, professional drivers are professional drivers. They know how to do that. They know, and even sure. them, you see them have accidents. And these are men with super good reflexes. Right. And most of us don't have those. Mm-hmm. I, when you're talking about the cars, I'll tell you one that bothers me, and it came to life yesterday because uh, I had a fourth-degree meeting last yeah. night. Yeah. And the weather was a little... Dicey. Dicey was the word. Yeah. And so many people will not turn on their headlights. Oh, please. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's and, you know, the, the, the newer cars, most new cars, they're automatic and they go on. But there is nothing worse than you're driving and you can't see. The visibility is down. The rain is coming in. It's coming sideways. Yep. So it's hitting you. You can't see well. You got the wipers on full blast and you're catching glimpses in and out. And then you've got a guy that's right in front of you with no lights on. But the guy in front of him has lights on, so you can see lights, and you think, oh, okay, I've got a good distance between me and that car. And then you find out that there's one in between them when the individual just has decided, I'm not going to waste my battery. <laughs> you know? yeah. But you know what? Yeah. The, the, the first generation of those, when you turn the, 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 mm-hmm. the, the knob on the dashboard all the way to the right, and they would come on automatically, but the first generation of those gave you headlights. You had nothing in your running right, lights or your taillights yep. in the back until you hit the brakes. You know, people turn it on and put it in the on position. When you get back and you pull the car in your garage, you put it in the off position. That way you have lights front and back. Yep. Right. And it, it's such a small thing, yeah. but it can save lives. It truly yeah, can. But correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't it when you have the wipers on, you're supposed to have you the headlights on? You are supposed to. Yes. yes. By law. Yep. By law. By pin dot. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And, it, and it's really, uh, it's, it's life-saving. It I truly mean, is. You, you yeah. know, it, it's, it, it's so easy, especially in inclement weather. If you mm-hmm. don't see the light, it's hard to judge anyhow. I mean, I, the other day, Alexis and I were driving, and we had a really bad, uh, we got caught in a real bad storm. And what we did is, well, not just me, but almost every driver had their flashers on. Because with the flashers, they're easier mm-hmm. to see than they are, you know, when it's mm-hmm. just regular lights. Because well, you can't tell if somebody's Car, car manufacturers, or not. okay, here we go. Here's another pet peeve. Backup lights are white, your brake lights are red, your four way flasher should be bright amber front and back. Mm-hmm. Okay? Just let everybody game, see. Game set match. <laughs> <laughs> We're having too much fun with these. I know. Well, mm-hmm. that, yeah. pet peeves are good. Yeah, I got a good one. We uh-huh. probably do it after the break, but I'm going to take us off the highway for this one. All right, go ahead. You're still going to be around the cars and everything, but it's in the parking lots. Quick, quick, okay. If you come out of the supermarket, where the hell do you put your cart? Excuse my French. Where do you put your cart? How many times do you go in oh, there and I you know. see carts just rolling down, rolling, being blown around by the wind? 
you know, put the carts where they belong, people. That's a good pet peeve, and I'll tell you what I like about it is, it seems to me that, I, I guess it's our generation, I saw guys like us taking and pushing the carts back. And then you see a young person that's a lot healthier, yes. a lot better shape than we are, just leave it out in the middle of the road. <laughs> Don't understand yeah. it. There you go, guys. With that, let's uh, let's take a break, go to uh, get a couple of commercials in, and we'll be back right after these messages. Welcome back to Night Talk. I'm Joe Murphy and uh, Mike Kubik and myself and uh, Russ Fry were doing some kind of uh, pet peeves uh, which run the whole gamut. So uh, right now I'm going to be joined by, uh, I have uh, a whole studio full of people. I have my boss Joe Nevisinski, I have uh, <laughs> volunteers here, I have uh, Crystal Carmen Stevens, Russ Fry is here and uh, Joan Dunkelberger. So we're going to do something with our pet peeves. I, Joseph, I'm going to start with you, so go ahead. You're, you're over there with kind of a silly grin on your face. Uh, I can think of a few. Um, the one that comes to my mind first is, I don't know, I think the biggest one that I can think of is whenever I go to Mass, the person who sings the worst sits behind me, and then they sing really loud. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if that's, it's, you know, by doing that I'm getting out of purgatory early or what, but that's the one thing I don't know. They look around the pa- the church and they say, "Where's Joan Ebistinsky sitting?" And then they find me, and then they sit behind me, and they <laughs> sing really badly <laughs> in my ear. And then I have to really concentrate on what I'm doing and what I'm singing and praying, and that's that's a that's a problem for me. Yeah, um, I'll sit behind you next <laughs> weekend in church, Joe. Yeah, I haven't had you sit behind me yet, Russ. Yeah, so. not yet, but you you you'll really. Uh, your pet peeve will really get bad then. Well, I, the other thing that I can think of is, and this is and this is this is more serious, and this is the the fact that uh, you know we're we're all pro life here, and it always drives me insane when people say like if we in space like if we go to Mars and find a single cell, we they will be the headline will be life found on Mars, and if it's going to be any teeny little sub sub you know species of animal. Like a like a, a a germ, if we find that on Mars, the headline's going to be "Life Found on Mars," right? Yeah, it's a, what do you call it? Like an amoeba thing, really right? Tiny. But babies in mother's womb—they're not. That's not life. I don't get that. That's that's a pet peeve of mine when people say that because that just that just drives me nuts. Because those babies are, you know, <laughs> they're babies. They're, they're just babies. not. They're yep. just not. <laughs> They're I just know. not out of their mommies. I know. Right? And I think about when people feel that they're not babies, how did you come <laughs> to life? You were a baby in your mother's womb. Mm-hmm. So I think of that. But Yeah, that's that, that's one of those that gets I me. agree, Joan. It, it's really kind of sad that everybody has that attitude nowadays. It's, it's crazy. It really is. Uh, Crystal, jump in here anytime, Kel. Hello. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Pet peeve? Pet peeve. Pet peeve. Um, 
People who don't like people who sing off key in church. <laughs> oh. Church should be a safe place, right? It's a safe place. I agree. You know? All of us aren't blessed with perfect pitch, but, you know, we want to be in the angelic choir as well. But that's Joe's pet peeve, <laughs> not ours. <laughs> the, the zingers are starting to fly across the studio, ladies and gentlemen. I'm losing control, I think. I did think of a, um, a pet peeve that just, um, I'm sure everyone agrees, that when you're driving on whether it's a highway or a country road and you see a person ahead of you somewhere that's, not staying straight and swerving and you realize maybe if you get to pass them that they're on their phone it's scary and yeah yeah Yeah. leave the phone in the cradle or in the cup holder where it belongs yeah i I think uh that was one of mine not particularly just a person driving but the cell phones in general i think is is getting out of hand overall I mean, when you have fourth and fifth graders having to take cell phones to school, um, uh, people are losing the face-to-face communication, I think. Yeah, the, the other thing that, they, that, that gets me, you're talking about, you know, things have changed. And that is, I think, just etiquette and manners. Like, I hate when I go to a restaurant and I see people, men, sitting down at the table eating with their hat on. That's something that... I was taught, my dad taught me ever since I was a little boy, you don't sit down at a table at any point with a hat on. You don't come into a room without, with a hat on. But to sit down and eat at a table with your hat on, it just, it's not good etiquette. And you go to a restaurant today and you will see that over and over and over again. It, it, it goes along with the opening a door for a woman or walking on the outside, going down the sidewalk. I was taught the man walks on the outside of the sidewalk. Yes. That's how it's supposed to be. Yep. The man opens the door for a lady. Those things, I think our society has lost that. I mean, Crystal, you're shaking your head up and down. Do you yeah, agree? I, I mean, thoroughly agree. I mean, thoroughly those agree. kinds of things are just like they're they're basic. And now you see these people. And I want to go up to these people and take their hat off. But I'm afraid I'm going to get beat up, you know, if I do that. <laughs> That's you also, might. Yeah. In society, you might. But uh, I had a, a thought that just went out of my head. So somebody else jump in here like till I catch up with it. Pet peeve littering. Littering. I, when I see people just throwing stuff from their cars out into the street, oh try at what it's just it. What is wrong? With Every that? highway and byway in central Pennsylvania, you're going to find trash on. It's a it's a shame. And then you have organizations, whether it's the Knights of Columbus or the Kiwanis or just a group of people, will take a section of highway and go out there at their own time on a Saturday. And, you know, with trash bags and walk a mile along both sides of the highway. God bless them. God yeah, bless but them. It's, bless it, them. it's not just our highways. It's our, our state parks. I mean, I enjoy going to our state parks. Yes. And I hate in the middle of the woods seeing trash. I mean, there's, there's no reason for that whatsoever. No. Not today. I know back in the 1960s, uh, before the 60s, uh, there was a trash problem in our country. So they had a big Keep America Clean Keep America Beautiful campaign. Yes, yes. That actually worked, I think. Yeah, remember because the engine with the tear yes. running down his cheek? Yeah, that was part of that campaign, that I think. part of that campaign, And yeah. so now it, it made littering uh, kind of a not good thing to do. I think we need to re-educate some of our young people that you know, littering is not a good thing to do. And these plastics that we have that last for like a thousand years that don't disintegrate, you know, that doesn't help our environment whatsoever. Uh, And I think I just committed one of those boo-boos. It's 
coming up in our culture. Uh, and it, it's sort of a little pet peeve of mine. We're not very tolerant anymore. I just used the word Indian. Mm-hmm. That should have been Native American. <laughs> but we've, we've kind of lost something there too. Remember mm-hmm. they even put out books, Polish jokes and all <laughs> kinds of, we were less sensitive back mm-hmm. then but we all seemed more friendly back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like you know, if, if I tell a Polish joke or an Irish joke or an Italian joke, I, I don't, I'm not doing it to make you mad. It was just, that was the neighborhood you grew up in. We had Italians, we had Irish, we had you know, Lutheran, you mm-hmm. name it. And we all went to the same churches. You know, we, we all, our kids all went to the same schools. We knew how to make fun of ourselves. Exactly. We knew yeah. how to laugh at ourselves. Yeah, and yeah. Get, yeah get back to basics, people. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. all this woke stuff and everything else that's out there in 2023 and 2024 soon to be, it's it's a joke. Well, I think the other thing is like basic respect. Like, I was taught to respect uh, the clergy. Uh, I was taught that when the priest comes in the room, you stand up. You yes. Know? And and you you respect those people. But a lot of times, I don't I don't see that anymore. And and same thing with with sisters and nuns. You don't you don't see the same kind of respect that people that are clerics and uh, women who are religious get the same kind of respect that they used to back in the olden days. Yeah, Would you I, agree? Yeah, I can remember as soon as you hit the top step going into with the front door of the church, it was mm-hmm. gentleman's wearing a fedora, the hat came off. Mm-hmm. You know, and it sat on the pew and you come back out of the church. Or you'd be walking down the street and you pass the front door of a Catholic church and make the sign of the cross. Yeah, I don't think we need to go back to the days where, you know, people in the pews were afraid to talk to priests. Like my, my mother, when I first started teaching at Trinity, she's like, you work with nuns and you speak to them, you know, and you, and you talk to the priest and everything. And she was like really impressed that I did that because uh, the way she was brought up that there was so much respect for, for those people. Uh, that she was almost afraid to speak to them unless spoken to. But you know what? <laughs> Truly, I mean, they were, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, they were human beings. They were male and female, okay, men and women, before they put those Roman collars on or before they put those uh, the, short, the clergy habits on. You, know, it's, you can talk to them. They're not going to bite your head <laughs> off, honest. I, I think we need to go back to some of those days. Uh, and, I, you know, you're, you're the, the, the mother of a priest, which, what is what is it like to be a be a mother of a priest? Because, I mean, Father Ben, what's that like? I guess I'm going to have to remember when I see him <laughs> at our house to stand up. <laughs> I mean, I do. I give him a huge hug when he comes. <laughs> but it's a mom thing, so you can get away with that. That's a mom thing or a dad thing. But yeah. uh, you know, knowing you know Ben as we know him, and, and knowing you as we know you, you know, yeah. he's home. Yeah. You know, that's his living room. That's his kitchen table where he sit down for right. a meal. Oh, you know? yeah. yeah. It's yeah. wonderful when he can come. And I'm, I vaguely remember when I was little about standing up when the priest came into our classroom. Mm-hmm. Or yes. Something, yes. Yes. Which is, you know, wonderful, that form of respect. But like you said, it's great that we can talk to them, that we're not afraid to talk to them. Right. There has to be a ask them for a blessing. When they came in the classroom, yes. they get done whatever, it was proper. One of the kids, it was usually the sister with a sign, like the one that was closest to the door, the, uh, man, the, the little girl or the little guy. You know, Father, would you give us our, your blessing before you leave? You know? yeah. And he'd put the little Beretta back on and he'd take his cassock in himself and his, his top coat and he'd go. Yeah. You know, yeah. Those are the memories, the yeah. memories, good memories. My mother's brother uh, was also a priest. He died young of pancreatic cancer. But I remember when he would visit us at our home, 
before he would leave, we would all get on our knees and he would give us a blessing before he went yep. out the door. It was wonderful. Yeah, it was the same thing with the older boys where I grew up in Scranton. You know, when we got back in the sacristy and mass was over and, and father would take his vestments off and we'd hang them on the vestment rack for the next mass. And before we went out to put the candles and refill the crews for the next mass, we'd ask father for his blessing and we'd kneel down there in the sacristy with our cassocks and he give us a blessing, and then he'd leave, and we'd prepare for the next mass and for the next set of older boys coming in. Yeah, Joe, I thought we were supposed to be talking about uh, pet peeves. I mean, come on. I You're way a, off subject. Well, I got a big pet peeve here. Can I, can I jump in here? I, I, mine is, yeah, mine is when radio hosts get off subject. Oh, there we okay. go. That's a good one, too. But I'm going back to litter, but I'm going back to national parks. I'm going back to just parks in general. I love dogs. I have a dog. You know what I hate the most is when people clean up their doggy number two with the bag, and then leave the bag. Yeah, oh my gosh. Or tie the bag to something. Mm -hmm. You're double littering gross. people. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, yeah. You got the plastic, plus you got the yeah. 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 I, my, other, my, my other pet peeve is people that don't uh, volunteer. We have to have more volunteers in all of our church organizations. Here at Holy Family Radio, in parishes, Knights of Columbus, Columbiettes, we need people to step up and be volunteers. That is a problem for me. Everybody wants things to be done, but they don't want to do it. That's uh, my, that's on that note, one. ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we had fun with uh, 30 minutes of this uh, pet peeves, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, along with my crew here in the studio, I'm Joe Murphy. Thank you for listening. Stay safe out there. God bless. <laughs>